Hello, I'm Jen Taylor, host of the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am letting you know that I have created a great quiz that will help you figure out which of the eight CEOs you need to be working on and the tasks that would benefit you the most. I hope you hop down to the show notes, click the link and take the quiz. I promise it's a quick two minute quiz. And I can't wait to see what your feedback is. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jen Taylor, and you're listening to Design Your Wedding Business. As a wedding business coach, I've made it my mission to help creative entrepreneurs build streamlined workflows, processes, and procedures so they can grow their business and spend time on what they love the most, their craft, their family, and their lives. I understand how you feel, and I know it may not be fun to put in the work to build a well-oiled machine, but luckily for you, that's what I love to do. On this podcast, I'm teaching you how to take the stress and chaos out of your business, remove the guesswork, and discover a clear, profitable path to sustainable growth. Let's get started. Welcome to the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Taylor. And today on episode number 15, we're going to talk about pricing packages and all the fun things that go around it. So we're going to talk about how to charge for your time, how to create packages, what to do with negotiations, and what is the resentment factor. So let's get started. So today we're going to talk about pricing packages and negotiations. This is huge. I'll say that every single time. (laughs) It's really going back and looking at your pricing And I did this twice a year. Once I created my pricing, I would look at it in June and I'd look at it again in December and or January. So the reason being is in June, you're starting to get the clients for the upcoming year. So like right now, I would probably be kind of done looking at my 2022 brides clients and be looking at more 2023 clients. So I want to make sure I'm looking at my pricing and going, okay, am I good? Do I need to raise? Do I actually need to lower? Where am I at? And then in January, you're like, okay, how did that work? And that's where you're like, okay, can I, do I need to do an adjustment before the wedding, quote unquote, wedding engagement season, before you start doing shows, before they really start coming in and saying, hey, we want to start planning for our 2023 wedding or even into 2024. With that, you need to keep your packages and your pricing up to date, as I said, I would review it every six months. So we're going to talk about if you're just like, I don't even know where to start looking at charging for my time. This is a great episode. We'll talk about packages and we'll talk about resentments and negotiations, how to do a little bit of market research. It's just a little bit of everything when it comes to that. So the Small Business Association says, on average, the service industry pricing should be between $50 and $225 or more per hour. So knowing these numbers gets you to a good spot to figure out an hourly rate and or package rate. So in the show notes, I'll have this formula. That's the best term for it. I did a couple different formulas. One is you want to make $25,000 a year. Maybe you could be just starting out. You're still working on it. This is a side hustle, but you still want to make some good money. Or you have a spouse that you just need to bring in this amount of much, whatever, what that is. So to make $25,000 a year, you need to say, this is the net. This is what I want to net. 50 weeks. You divide that by 50 weeks because you're going to take two weeks off for vacation. 
I've never met anybody who's done that, except for me. <laughs> you want to have a five day, you work five days a week. You want to divide that 50, divide it by five, then multiply that by 2.5 to factor for expenses. That equals your per diem a day. So this is how much you're making a day. And then you divide that by eight hours because, you know, you're going to be working eight hours. No, you're not. So, but this is a great way to start. So $25,000 divided by 50 equals 500. And then 500 divided by five. So 500 is how much you make a week divided by five is 100. So that's your day. And then your expenses is $250. And so the 100 times 2.5 is your day rate plus expenses. And that equals 250. And then you take the 250 and then divide that by eight, which is how many hours, quote unquote, you're going to work. So that gives you $31.25. Well, you know, if you say, okay, you know you're going to work more than eight hours, you're going to be working more than 50 weeks, and you're going to be working more than five days a week. So all of this to say, okay, this is a good starting base. So let's just say you want to make 50000 So you do that same thing. 50000 divided by 50 is 1000 a thousand divided by five, which is how much you make a week or a day is 200. The 200 divided by 2.5, which is your expenses, is 500. So you're making $500 a day. You take the 500 divided by eight hours, that equals $62.50. And again, we don't work a normal 40 hour a week. We don't do so. If you take that and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, again, this is a starting point. So these are all presented, all numbers to think about to get to that hourly rate, but know that we aren't normal when it comes to our hourly rate. So then let's just say you want to make $75,000 a year. This is a full-time job. You want to be making more. And this is probably closer. The 50 to 75 is closer to what that service range for service providers is. So to make $75,000, again, you go through all of the things you must charge $93.75 an hour. So that's something to go, okay, this is probably more of where I want to be. $100, 75 to $100 an hour is probably a good starting point for people who are just starting out. But there's other factors to think about. Your hourly rate is just like, okay, this is just something to have as a starting point. Because you don't want to do time for dollars. That's not worth it it's going to be other factors that go into this. And we'll get into those other factors in a minute. First, we're going to talk about how to ways to charge the client. So there's a percentage. It's usually a percentage of the couple's budget. So you've got to make sure that budget's pretty set. And it's usually between 10 to 15% of the couple's budget. Most planners charge a flat rate and then charge above and beyond when the budget gets set. Because the thoughts being is they're bigger, the bigger the budget, the bigger the headache, the bigger you should get paid. And that's all true. But the percentage part was never something that I wanted to get into. Then there's commission. So you have a flat rate, but then you charge a commission to your vendors for you to refer them. So if they get hired by your couple, they're going to give you a commission for that. Again, this was never a big thing for me, so I never got into details on that when it came to my own pricing. I always looked at a flat rate package price, so I just charged a flat fee. So when I started doing this, I would create my, you know, here's what I want in a package, 
But then the other factors, going back to that topic, the other factors you need to think about in your hourly rate and in the way you charge for your time is your back office work. So when I started my packages, I would look, okay, here's my outfacing hours, the meetings, the rehearsal, the going to the tasting, the wedding day, things like that, my meetings with them. Those are outfacing. So then I also need to think about how much time am I spending in my office working on my client's event? What kind of education do I need to do to get better in how I serve my clients? I need to make sure I have taxes set aside for them, for myself, for this client. I need to pay for my insurance. I need to pay for the client experience. If I'm giving them packages and gifts, I need to make sure that that gets covered in my payment back to me. And then also my own experience. Now that I have this education and I've been doing this for three years, four years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, I need to get paid for the experience I bring for my couples. So those are the other factors to think about. So you have your other hourly rate, but you have those other factors that you need to make sure that gets into that hourly rate. So then that hourly rate becomes a bigger number where it could be the 100s, 125, 250. You know, when I looked at my hourly rate at the end, it was close to 250. So that was my hourly rate. And that was something, yes, I wanted. So as I said, when I start looking at my packages, I start off with my basic package. And then I go from there and creating my other packages. So in that package, in those things are, as I said, meetings, meetings with my clients, rehearsals, wedding day hours, back-end office work, my taxes, my education, my expenses, my client experience, my assistance, maybe meetings actually outside of meetings to go to meetings with their wedding professionals, my networking events. Those are part of your expenses. And then the assistants, you have to pay them for the most part. I have a few every year that were interns. So they were looking to get credit for their school. So I had certain things that I needed to do and they had certain things they needed to do. And we both got what we needed. They got credit for college and I got an assistant. But when I had a team of five planners, I, I had to find planners for all of us. So I had to make sure I had money set aside for each wedding to pay the assistants. Besides paying my associate planners and my senior planner, like that all gets put into how much you charge. So when you start thinking about this, this is a huge part of doing business is making sure you're charging enough to do this. So how did I create my packages? As I said, I started off with our basic package, which was four meetings, rehearsal, wedding day, and that was it. So their meetings were four meetings, two hours each, eight hours. Rehearsal time was roughly two hours. Wedding day was 12 hours. You can also say, I'm not, you know, in here, you've got to include your driving time or things like that. I mean, this doesn't even get into like a destination wedding pricing. So when you think about this, those hours, those eight hours, four meetings, two hours for rehearsal, 12 hours, that's 22 hours. So let's just take that $62.50. So I'm, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, on my hours, I want to make $50,000. So that's $13.75. Well, that's a good start, but where's the other factors in that? That's purely just me face-to-face -face with my clients. That doesn't include all the other factors. So if I was to offer this package today, and you have to look at what the market will bear for this package, and maybe that's where it gets, you kind of play around with it. So I would actually offer this package at $5,000, 
And one of my associate planners would be planning it if I was to take this out of retirement and offer a wedding day management package. We did not. We stopped. It would come in and out depending on if it was a referral. And this package was actually reserved for our venues that we were doing this package for. So that's where we were using this package. Our second package, which is always your bread and butter package. That's why you always want to make sure the middle package is always where you want them to land. So it was everything the wedding day management package offered, but it included more meetings. We created their budget with them. We had more hours on the wedding day. We would pick up and drop off any of the small rentals, things like that. So the last price this was $7,500. So that's where it was. And that was 2000. Well, so 2018 was this last package. It's a great package. It was good. They got everything they needed and they had somebody who had at that point, 15 years of experience. So our full service package, we wanted to create to make sure our destination clients, so whether they were coming here or we were going somewhere, this didn't include me going to Maui or any flying. This was purely just full service. A local did not include hotel, did not include any of that. I would create those packages separately. Those would be one-offs, but this would be the starting point. But we would try to get our out-of-town clients to select this package because they don't have time. They're not here. When they are here, we try to maximize all of their time. So we added to the wedding day management package, monthly meetings. So instead of meeting four times or eight times, we would meet every month. We would be there for all the interviews of the key wedding professionals. So we'd give them selections of DJs, photographers, if they needed a caterer, venue, things like that. We would be there for those meetings. We would then organize those meetings. We would create the calendar for our meetings. Budget creation and tracking. We would just do the budget and we would track it. Like we would help them create it. But if they went over the budget, that was up to them. That was not our deal. They got more hours on the wedding day. Not that 12 hours isn't enough. But if they needed us, we'd come in. We'd probably be doing more setup. We'd have more things to do. So it might be a 16-hour day versus a 12-hour day. One to two assistants. The assistants were based on the number of guests were at the wedding. And then again, pick up and drop off of any small rentals, things like that. So the last price of this one was $10,000. If they wanted to add a rehearsal dinner or post-wedding brunch, it was closer to 15, depending on what they wanted to do. The 15 would be if they wanted to add both. So that's where we would then organize and create the rehearsal dinner and the post-wedding brunch for them. So then you have to think about pricing for other events. What is a birthday? What is an adult birthday versus a kid's birthday versus a corporate event? What are the baby showers, company picnics, things like that? Those could be a completely different pricing structure, but you have to think about that. And then, as I said, the resentment factor. I said this in the very beginning. This is a huge part. I always joked with and a lot of my friends, it's the PITA factor, the pain in the ass factor. Like this is a huge thing. Do you want to charge $2,000 for a wedding that you're going to lose money on? Like this is when you need to think about what are the parts that I'm losing money on and I'm going to be resentful because I did this wedding and I'm making no money on it. Or is it that they're calling me on the date of my anniversary, the date of my child's birthday, the date of my birthday, a spouse's birthday, a relative's, a holiday, whatever it is, am I going to be resentful by giving them my standard pricing for a day that I will resent them if I don't charge more? So is your package rate enough for you to do that event without feeling resentful of your client? 
That's what you want to ask yourself when it's those things or even your current packages. Am I resentful to my clients? Am I burnt out? Am I all the, I don't want to do this. Is it because you're not charging enough? So those are things to think about. And then negotiations. You're going to get into negotiations with potential clients. You might be new, doing negotiations for your clients for picking wedding professionals. I always want to make sure we all have bills to pay. So I always tried to add on a service rather than take money away. Is there something we can do a value add to rather than take money off of the table? Because taking money off the table is I'm taking money off the table that I can't pay a bill. And then another way to think about negotiations for yourself is, am I going to resent it in the time of year? Maybe you do want to charge less during a time that is slow. You know, those are things to think about. But when you're negotiating, I want you to think about you're taking money off the table for either you or your wedding professionals that you can't pay your bills. And that's a huge part of the resentment is like, oh, I took this money for less and now I'm doing way too much for this wedding. So I gave you pricing for, you know, I'm like, you're like, oh, that was Seattle pricing. That was Seattle pricing three years ago. I mean, if I look at it now, I'd be looking at full service at 12 to 15 and my mid package at 10 and, you know, wouldn't be offering a day of option or wedding day management offer. Who knows? Or they could be the same. It's for me to go back and look and say, where would I be now? Who knows? But you need to do your own market research and you need to look at your own market. So a great place to go is the wedding report. And you can just Google the wedding report or look at wedding.report. And it breaks it down. You can look at wedding planners. I think you have to subscribe to it, which is not very expensive. I haven't looked at the current pricing, but it was a yearly fee that was very reasonable. But I could break it down by state, by region, by city. I can look and say, okay, what are the people offering in my area? And look at it that way. And then you can kind of see where you're at. And, you know, Seattle is a very open wedding community is still very much a collaborative, you know, we're all, most of the planners are friends. We all get along. We all talk. We all have our own Facebook page. We can talk about what's going on. Sometimes we talk about pricing. Sometimes we don't. But it's a great place to kind of bounce ideas off of. And if you have a great group of wedding professionals in your area, you can ask. It doesn't hurt. So with that, it's really about feeling comfortable with where your pricing is. Stepping up a little bit in your pricing is scary, but I re I remember when I jumped to 10, I was like, because for a long time, my top package, my full service was about 7,500 bucks. And it took a big, I took a big leap of faith and said, okay, we did quite a few at 10. So it was a huge jump, but it was also the right thing to do. Think about what that is. You can always go back. I don't publish my pricing. Like it's not on my website. People don't know until we have a conversation. And usually I don't put together that until we have a conversation and then we put together a package for them. And I say, here are some options. And I give them options. We talk about the packages. We talk about their wedding, all of that. But then at the end of the day, I'm the expert. And I say, here's the two packages I think will work for you. Or I don't think this is going to work. And here are some other planners that could be a better fit. So it's really about making that conversation with your clients. And looking at that and being firm in your convic conviction of your pricing. So with that, have a great day. I would love to know. DM me or reach out to me on Instagram or my Facebook page or join the Facebook group and get in there and have a conversation about pricing and let's talk about it. So have a great day and we'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Design Your Wedding Business. 
If you love what you're learning each week, please let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on any new episodes. As always, you can head over to my website, jentaylorconsulting.com, to check out all the links and resources from this episode in the show notes. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.